If you look at monstrous stats against the Dragons at the weekend, the one thing that jumped, really jumped out at me is 241 passes. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball, day three of Cheltenham in the books. And after rain sweat proceedings yesterday, the sun shone over proceedings on St. Patrick's Day. Off the Ball's John Duggan was there. And John, another day to remember for Flooring Porter and Danny Mullins, who repeated the trick from last year. Yeah, good evening, Ronan. And I felt that it really illuminated that crowds were here today. Uh, you had nobody here last year and Danny Mullins rode for and ported to victory. The difference between then and now was night and day. Florian Porter is owned by a syndicate based in Roscommon and Galway, South Roscommon. Uh, Ned Hogarty, Tommy and Alan Sweeney and Carol Craven. They bought the horse for just a few grand. Gavin Cromwell was advertising on Facebook that uh, he had horses for sale, they met him, and they bought this horse, Florian Porter. And for the progression he's made to win handicap hurdles, to end up winning the stairs hurdle last year, and then to win it today with them there was just absolutely fantastic. The horse is in black and white colours after a pint of plane. And he was uh, just a really, really popular winner in the winner's enclosure today at the stairs hurdle. Mullins gave the horse an exceptional ride from a position of fractions in that he judged the pace of the race, Ronan, and they all stacked it behind him, but he had enough in the tank to judge it correctly. And that's hard to do at a three-mile hurdle to come clear and win from Time Hill and Paisley Park. Yeah, and there were some concerns, John, that Flooring Porter might not adapt to, you know, it was dry conditions in the sense that there was nobody there last year and the fervent atmosphere this year. You might, for those less initiated, he obviously adapted very well today. Yeah, he's a horse that can sometimes be a little bit buzzy and highly strong and a bit of a quirky individual. He threw away his chance, for example, at Punchestown last year, if I remember rightly. Um, but he came into the race in form. He was second to Classical Dream at Leopardstown a few months ago. And Danny Mullins was just able to get him settled. And once he settled, I think it was just a case of the horse producing what he did last year. A lot of this is repetition. And the horse is happy out in front. And Mullins just knew how much he had underneath him. And that was the key thing, I think, because often in these races, you get hold of horses that come from behind and uh, overtake you in the final hill because horses in the stairs hurdle tend to race behind the bridle. Um, Big Books was a classic exponent of that. So I was kind of expecting him to be a sitting duck, but actually ended up that he was in the best position of all. Yeah, and a fantastic ride from Mullins, as you mentioned, and he joins that elite group of multiple winners. You spoke to him after the race. We can hear that now. Uh, It's a fantastic day. You know, Florham Porter, great little horse, big performance to win at this stage. The reception we got afterwards was fantastic. I saw you in a plane with Sean Flanagan recently. I'd say this was an even bigger thrill. Yeah, you know, this lad is nearly as big an airplane as Sean's. So, <laughs> you know, the, these are the days it's all about. And last year, no crowds. Look, it was great to have a festival then. But this year, the reception was just off the scale. It was, you know, to win at Cheltenham is what it's all about. And for the syndicate, you know, to be here and enjoy it this year, they really got to enjoy that. And that's as, as good a reception as you'll see after a race. This is what it's all about as well, isn't it? You have your big owners and they're important for the game, but the small syndicates like a pub and a carpet shop and lads from the West, that's the lifeblood of racing. That's it, you know, and for the lads, you know, to be able to buy a horse like him and mix it with the best, it's what racing's all about and fantastic to see it. Talk to us about the race itself, because obviously you're in the van, you're in the front and like last year. 
yeah, everything went fairly straightforward. You know, got away handy, kept jumping all the way, and galloped out strongly. Yeah, good. Did you know they were stacking up behind you? I could hear them. Yeah, you know, you, even the first circuit, I, I knew I was a couple of lengths clear down the back straight, and we went a, a strong gallop. I got to stack up and let them roll again. How do you judge it then when you're coming to the last, for example, of how much you have in the tank and, and the feeling that you might have this race in the bag? I get into the furlong pole with a lot of petrol left in Cheltenham. It's a, it's a special feeling, you know, after going that gallop, you need a good horse underneath you to be doing that. So the reception, they put you on uh, their shoulders? Yeah, the ride in the shoulders was a little bit more wobbly than the ride in the race, but, you know, to be part of those celebrations is fantastic. You're not going to get tired of this winner for a while, but you got Tornado Flyer in the Gold Cup on Friday, Danny, and this horse won the King George, which is normally one of the key trials. So you'd have to think Ewell's got an each-way chance. I think he's definitely got an each-way chance. You know, the way he hit the line in the King George says he has every chance of seeing out the extra few furlongs in the Gold Cup, and, you know, we'll give it a good rattle. Uh, I've plenty of faith in Tornado. Yeah, seminal moment for Danny Mullins, beaming away there, John, and, you know, it speaks to the... Um, the high-pitched nature of this meeting in particular where he's got to turn his attention quite quickly to tomorrow. Big time. Uh, like We had Rachel Blackmore win the champion hurdle the other day, Ronan, and the next race she was brought down. Uh, Davy Russell was stood down for the day after falling off conflated. Uh, we saw him ride Tiger Roll yesterday. It's every half an hour. You've got to forget about it. There's not many time, much time for interviews or presentations. You're straight into the weight room. You're changing your colours. You're out on another horse. You've got to get, obviously, in tune with the new animal that you're riding. So it is very much a whirlwind. Uh, and I suppose these people don't really have time to let it sink in until after the festival is over. Mm. And you mentioned the Western Contingent Central to his uh, syndicate there. And all the while, in the midst of them, none other than our own James Skell from the Hurling Pod. And here's James talking to yourself about what was the stuff of dreams. No, I haven't time for Hurling. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. He's too old spoken about Hurling, you know. He thinks he was a legend of all time. But he's just from Cappy Tegel. My little nephew. Hey, I'm his uncle now. He's my <laughs> nephew. <laughs> We're oh! <laughs> He's my nephew now. Look, this is what dreams are made of. This is, I'm so proud of my uncle. I'm so, I'm so proud of my uncle. Cousins, uncles, just I'm delighted. James, how great is this on Patrick's Day? Oh, Jesus Christ. This is ridiculous. So for dreams, like, so for dreams, isn't it? Not the last year. No crowds last year. Boys couldn't do it. And here we are today. So for dreams. Ah, oh, great stuff. John, you did well. Trojan effort to keep the show on the road there, but you might just explain to the listeners the link there with James and um, the Flooring Porter team. I, I, you know what? I actually don't know the exact link. Uh, he, he was talking about his uncle there, so I'm not sure if it was if, if his uncle is actually involved in the horse, but they're obviously they're all from the same area of Galway and South Ross Common. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a community thing, and James was over there, and Aidan Hart was also there, another Galway hurler. So there's an obvious, an obvious link to, to the syndicate that owned the racehorse. But uh, the Hurling Pod does Cheltenham. We have to get Paul <laughs> Murphy now and Willow Callahan to do live broadcasts from the winner's enclosure next year. And elsewhere in the St. Patrick's Day Fair, John, you mentioned Rachel Blackmore and there was drama in the Turner's Novices chase. Yeah, this was a, meant to be a match between Galapon de Champs, trained by William Mullins, and the Henry de Bromhead trained Bob Ollinger. There was four runners, but really there was only two in the race of any serious note. Gallop and Deschamps 
was 12 lengths clear coming to the last fence. Paul Townend, I actually think he did nothing wrong with the jockey. The horse just buckled and kind of slithered to the ground and he fell. Now, thankfully, Paul and the horse were okay, but it was a strange situation. It was almost like a football match in the ring uh, by the stands, uh, rolling with thousands of people. There was uh, definitely roar for Galapon des Champs because obviously a lot of people had backed it and he was odds on. And then there was a groan when he fell. And then there was another roar for Bob Hollinger then when he jumped the final fence. Uh, so it was, it was a strange situation. It was like a goal. Uh, being disallowed and then the other team scoring at the other end it was a, it was a, it was a strange situation but Bob Ottinger won that um, we also had Alaho win for Willie Mullins in the Ryanair chase uh, for the second year in a row Paul Hannan making amends not that he really did anything wrong as I said but got over the final fence in that one and it was a comfortable victory for Alaho who was a good front runner and likes that ex- specific distance of two and a half miles um, and then when you had Florian Porter they were the three Irish winners today to take our tally to 11 but the UK tally is 10 which is a lot better than their five from last year with one day to go still. The other winners, third win to 25 to one in the Pertemps handicap hurdle. We had also uh, Lovenois with Johnny Burke riding for Harry Fry in the Mares Novices hurdle. Uh, in the Kim Muir Amateur Riders Chase, Shambard at 40 to one for trainer Venetia Williams. Uh, and these were the winners on the festival plate as well. Pool Cody, a 22 to one winner for Evan Williams, the trainer, and Adam Wedge, the jockey. So a bit of an even mix in terms of uh, day three. Luckily, the ground is drying out and uh, we should have decent enough ground now on the soft side of good, but like good ground in terms of it being nice to race on for the Gold Cup day. Yeah, and you mentioned Gold Cup there and those who are keenly following your tips this year and as they are every year, John, on otvsports.com as we look ahead, forecasting that final day at Cheltenham, what's grabbing you from the Gold Cup and beyond? Uh, well, first of all, we got to put a health warning beside those tips because uh, this might not be my year with a couple of seconds today and I'm behind. So, look, uh, it might not be my year if you're following me. Now, obviously, we, we want you to look at the tips. Uh, last year, I was behind and I had the last two winners on Friday and that got me ahead. So, look, I'm hoping for repeat performance. Um, but just tread carefully. I've entered a bit of a cold snap. Yeah, six of the 11 horses in the Gold Cup at half three tomorrow. Ronan or Irish trained. Just going through them here. You've got Manella Indo, last year's winner. Uh, maybe not in the best form this season. Uh, he's coming back into it. He was second in the Irish Gold Cup last time, but I'm not so sure he's in as rude health as he was last year. He'll be ridden by Robbie Power for Henry de Bromhead. Stable mate at Plutar for Rachel Blackmore. What a story would be if Rachel won the champion hurdle and the Gold Cup in the same year. Uh, Plutar was brilliant at Haydock earlier in the season. Uh, didn't maybe run to his best in the Gold and the Irish uh, Savills chase over three miles at Leopard at Christmas. Got chinned by Galvin. So a Plutarch has not been seen since then. Does he stay up the hill? I'm not so sure. Will there be one to beat it? Galvin, we know, stays. He won over a longer distance here at the festival last year. He'll be ridden uh, probably by Davy Russell if he's OK to ride for Gordon Elliott. We know that Gordon Elliott is back here after serving the ban last year. It'll be a, a big redemption story for him if he won the Gold Cup, the biggest race of the national home calendar tomorrow. Um, also, we have Album Photo, who's won the race twice for Willie Mullins. Um, we like the cut in the ground. Asterian Furlange is talented, but it always seems to fall. Um, you have also Tornado Flyer, who won, as Danny Mullins was saying there, the biggest one of the biggest trials, the King George Chase. Um, and he is a horse that, if he stays a trip, he's got every chance, Tornado Flyer. Probably the best English hopes are Chantry House, who won here recently, and Protector Rat. But I expect an Irish winner, but it is quite hard to call who it will be. Um, in the other races, I think we've got a very good chance in the Triumph Hurdle. Uh, that's the opening race of the day. You got Field Door there, and also Pied Piper in the same ownership uh, for Gordon Elliott. And you have William Mullins trained Vauban, who's a very uh, impressive winner of the last day at Leopardstown. The Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle. 
has got uh, definitely an Irish uh, flavour to it. State Man is the favourite as well for the county hurdle. Um, so I'm expecting more Irish winners uh, tomorrow. Also, the Hunter's Chase generally tends to have uh, a good Irish winner or, you know, placed horse uh, vibe to it in recent years. Bill Away is the favourite to finally win the race, was uh, an unlucky second last year, possibly. Um, and Wing Leader is also in there for uh, trainer David Christie. So Mare's chase as well. You know, we should have an Irish winner of that. So I'd expect uh, possibly four or five Irish winners tomorrow, Ronan, but the big one, obviously, is the Gold Cup. Yeah, and with another bank holiday in these parts, John, I'm sure there'll be plenty of eyes keenly trained on events <laughs> at Cheltenham. Thanks a million, John. Enjoy the rest of your St. Patrick's Day. All right, Ronan, take care of yourself.